Are you a digitally savvy or aspiring travel business owner wanting to shake things up in 2023? Then you need to join us for the Travel Trend Summit on the Gold Coast in May. Travel Trend is the ultimate one-day live event that is hell-bent on bridging the gap between our travel business owners and their untapped potential of successfully having a standout travel brand. Want more? Head to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash travel trend and grab your tickets now. Trust me when I say that this is an event you do not want to miss. Be quick as tickets are only strictly limited. See you there. Hey, I'm Steph and I'm obsessed with all things travel, marketing, branding and helping you stand out from the crowd. In just under two years, I went from being a home-based travel agent with zero clue how to make it work in the digital world to launching an international ranking travel podcast and creating an online course to help travel agents in lead generation. Here's one thing I know for sure. There has never in the history of the world been a better time to create the travel business you've always wanted. All you need is an actionable strategy and someone to show you the way. Picture this, we're going to spend the next hour of our time together at the Swim Up Pool Bar, where over a cocktail, we deep dive into travel-related topics, mixed with a little classroom training. This show is dedicated to encouraging you to step outside of your comfort zone and into your travel business. I'll show you how I did it and how you can too. Hit subscribe now and let's get into it. If you're a travel agent wanting to stand out in the digital world, but you struggle with consistency, tech isn't your jam and you have no idea where to start, join my free masterclass where I talk about exactly this. Head to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash masterclass. You're listening to Unplug in Paradise, the podcast. Hi, Beck. Welcome to Unplug in Paradise. So great to have you on the show with us today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, and we get to meet in person in a couple of yes. weeks' time for the Travel yes. Trend Summit. Can't wait for that. Oh, my gosh. I'm so pumped for that. <laughs> Two nights without my husband and kids. <laughs> the best time ever. <laughs> I know it's not about that. I know. Oh, it kind of that. is. <laughs> hey, it's the Ridges Hotel is like five minutes away from my house and I'm staying two nights away. So amazing! it definitely is about that <laughs> for me anyway. So yes, we are very fortunate to have you speaking as our brand design coach on the day, chatting about all things branding and how we can use Canva as our number one design tool and um, help us with our branding as well. So, Beck, you've got such a diverse background in the entrepreneur space. Can you introduce us to what you do and yeah. how where, where you've um, been and how you've come to become a branding design coach? For sure. Okay. So I've been a brand designer for 20-plus years um, and also in that time, We've started three gyms from scratch with my husband and my brother. We've since sold and moved on from those, but I really understand what it's like to be in business in today's climate, especially having just come out of COVID. Um, so, yeah, so brand designer for 20 years, uh, owned three gyms. I worked for Canva for two years, which was amazing. 
And now I'm a Canva verified expert. I think I'm one of 42 worldwide or something like that. And I do speaking and workshops and coaching. And yeah, I'm really excited to be to be here today to pass on some of the wisdom from my past and uh, yeah, maybe chat about what's coming up in the future as well. And yeah, so, oh, I'm a mum too. <laughs> Don't you love it how we forget that part sometimes? You're like, oh my career, oh yeah, I know my mum. No, actually, first and foremost, I'm a mum to a six-year-old girl and a three-year-old boy and I have a beautiful husband and he's been away uh, on a work trip for seven eight days now actually so very excited for him to come home tonight but yes being a mum in business running my own business you know when your kids come first um is certainly fun and challenging <laughs> so challenging and fun and I thought it's challenging and then it's fun and then it's fun because it's challenging (laughs) yeah I don't know about that but yeah so and we very 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 recently moved from Sydney we uprooted our whole lives and moved to the Sunshine Coast I'm super excited to be in Queensland with you especially for this event next week it's just a little trip down the highway so yeah cool super fun (laughs) <laughs> yeah it'll be nice to um compare coasts see which yes. one's the best <laughs> the gold oh, coast, the sunny coast, coast, coast is so much better oh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> now i've only ever been on holidays to the gold coast so i don't know what it's like to live there so. yeah oh well southern end of the gold coast is a little bit different i love it and you'll be able to check out what the ridges airport hotel's all about as well literally for those yeah. people flying in for the event it's a uh, yeah 60 second walk from the domestic terminal oh, too easy to the property like it's such <laughs> a game changer like no ubers no taxis no transfers no Very fighting good. for you know no fighting people to like get on buses or stealing other people's <laughs> <laughs> like they do in Sydney everyone can just go straight to the bar for a cocktail absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> there's a bar on the ground floor and on the rooftop so amazing all <laughs> <laughs> and they've got flight boards all throughout those areas as well so if you are they so don't miss your plane <laughs> no yeah so you can have a beer or, or a wine or sit there and watch the boarding gate open up then you can just waddle over <laughs> that's too easy I yeah. love that you've made it there you've made it super easy for everybody to come that's so good yeah well it kind of ties in with all of my branding which we'll probably go into today yeah awesome yeah so for us travel agents I suppose Beck, when it comes to all things branding the amount of times I get dms on instagram with proofs for people's logos is out there like I probably get one a week and you know I'm not a brand brand design coach I just kind of go, all right, well, there's a lot more to branding than just a logo. Yeah, that's so true. I guess at the end of the day, though, you know their audience quite well, which is good. So you are positioned to give good feedback. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the audience side of things is something that uh, people typically forget about before they go and design an, a new, or do a brand refresh or um, go and design a new logo and visual identity and their whole brand that goes with that. Mm. So people often think that their logo is their brand and the logo only is a very small part of the overarching brand. Like your brand is actually made up of your vision, mission, values, purpose. It's your product, your service, your price, your positioning, um, it comes down to your brand story, the relationships that you have with your customer, 
And then finally, there's also the logo tagline, colors, imagery, and typography. And it's that last kind of section there that makes up the visual identity, but that visual identity makes up part of the overarching brand. So it's quite funny when people uh, get in touch with me and they're like, oh, I need a logo and I need to put it on my business kind of, I've got an event next week. And I'm like, whoa, hang on, back up, back up. You know, there's so much groundwork and foundational work that needs to go into building a brand. Um, and the logo is uh, certainly part of that. And it's certainly the fun stuff. So people want to kind of skip all that hard work and go straight to the fun stuff, you know. So um, I'm not surprised that people want to do that because they're excited about starting a new business or they're excited about doing a brand refresh. And, you know, the creativity side of things is super duper fun. And, you know, they, they I guess to them, D, I mean, you, they're probably super proud of what they've created and they're just kind of looking maybe for some validation. However, it's very difficult for um, outsiders to give feedback on a logo because, the person that you're asking really does need to know well, who's your audience, what problems are you solving, um, what are the challenges and pain points of your customers and, you know, all of that sort of stuff and all of that goes into, you know, the foundations of, of brand building, I guess, at the end of the day. So um, it's interesting. I, I get the same thing and often it's along with, oh, my husband's brother's wife is an interior designer and she said I should do X, Y, Z. And it's like, she's not your target market. <laughs> so, so, you know, it, it, it is a very exciting part of the brand building process. Um, but, yeah, look, I'm not surprised they're asking you because you're so well-versed on what you do and you, you know this industry inside out. So, yeah, but it's, look, it's, yeah. I have to say too, while we're on this topic, if if you are designing a logo, don't go and put it on Facebook or in some random group and ask people to pick from four different options. They're not oh, your target yeah. audience. I mean, unless they are, unless they are your target audience, of course. But um, yeah, I see that all the time. So mm. there's the DMs, there's the posting on social media, and unfortunately, people are picking logos based on other people's opinions, and it's, you know they could be wrong. So you mm. could be doing yourself a huge disservice there. Yes. Well, I love, I love the fact that it's a safe space, you know, my DMs on Insta. (laughs) It's a safe space to go, you know what, what do you think? I'm not sold on the cocktail glass or I'm not sold on the font or I'm not sold on, you know, the wording or something like that, you know, all the colors even. Yeah. Well, sometimes it looks too corporate-ish when they're trying to go for the luxury market. Mm -hmm. And like my response is, your logo is like an ornament on a Christmas tree. You are the Christmas tree. The logo is an ornament. Like, <laughs> yeah. In the scheme of things, yeah. it's just, it is just what it is. And kind of, you know, like it's got to feel like you because I feel like that's where a lot of people start, mm-hmm. isn't it? Like, that's the starting point for a rebrand or a, or, you know, creating a brand for yourself. It starts for many people with just designing a logo. But is that where it should really start, Beck? Well, no. (laughs) (laughs) Simple. No. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, you really need to be delving deep into your demographic. Like, who are they? What are they interested in? Um, Look, I, I will say, though, if you're building a personal brand, it does have to be that element of you in that 
that uh, visual identity or that brand identity because it is representing you um, and you are also trying to attract an audience that you want to work with that you will like you know because let's face it sometimes we attract people that aren't the right customer mm. um, and it happens all too often in the travel industry yes. yeah I bet. Yes. yeah so <laughs> the foundational work does need to be there like like i mentioned before like what are the values in the business what's the purpose the mission that you know the um the drive behind it what problems are you solving like you really need to know your demographic and how you're helping them and then build the logo to be in alignment with uh, what they are going to become to know like and trust of you so if you're building a personal brand definitely has to reflect you if you're building a corporate brand or a business brand um and the identity part of that needs to attract a certain audience it needs to appeal to that audience and you may not actually like the fonts or the colors or um you know the 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 icon or what have you it may not entirely resonate with you but as long as it's resonating with your audience and you're going to attract the right customers Mm -hmm. that's actually what matters (laughs) at the end of the day however you know, these days a lot of people are building personal brands and uh, if you go and look at any of my visual identities, they're very simple. It's a serif-based font. It's often seen in black and white with a touch of pink because that's effectively all I wear is black, white and pink. <laughs> my husband says, oh, another black dress. How original. <laughs> well, I didn't have any pinks. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, like, I think if you're building a personal brand, your visual identity aspect of that that entire brand piece does need to reflect who you are because at the end of the day, you want to attract, like I said before, an audience that you're going to enjoy working with. So if you like the look and feel of your brand identity, then oftentimes the audience that you want to work with will also be attracted to that as well. So, for example, my brand, like I said, has pink, white, black and grey in it. So I often attract more of a feminine um type of clientele um and that can be feminine men as well you know it's not just male or female so um you know and oftentimes then the people I'm attracting I actually really enjoy working with so yeah Mm. yeah you are what you attract (laughs) oh sorry is that the is that the same you are what you attract oh I think that's it I don't know I'll probably have to look that one up <laughs> there's something about a reflection and this you know you you there's something there's one too it's like you see oh, what what you don't like often what you don't like in other people is something that you're actually projecting yourself <laughs> oh that's a hard pill to swallow <laughs> <laughs> We're getting all um, wise here, but we're getting all our tongues tied. But actually, really, we're sleep deprived and we need another coffee (laughs) because they're mums. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I've got the funniest story to tell you. So, my daughter came in at 10 to 5 this morning and says, It's like, bang, door opens, light on. Mum, when you're in an ice cube, like when you're inside an ice cube, can you move your eyeballs? And I'm like, Oh my gosh. If they're not frozen, honey, yes, you can. (laughs) First of all, how long have you been awake thinking? (laughs) And second, like, you know, oh my gosh, being a mum in business is challenging. And when you're getting woken up at 10 to 5 with, will my eyeballs move if I'm locked in an ice cube? (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Just adds a whole new level of complexity to raising children and running a business. 
So, I know, you know, actually, right? this is an interesting part of um, building a personal brand. If you are building a personal brand and it's not just about the logo, it's also about storytelling and telling, you know, sharing with your audience who you actually are. And, you know, if you are a mum and you're building a business and, you know, it's really hard today like tell that story on social media you know I think we've come so far now that we don't have to have perfect hair and the most amazing backdrop and you know like like just be relatable especially if you're building a personal brand I want to attract people that are also probably parents that also get how hard it is and you know when you're running a zoom call and you know, you get tech gremlins and something stuffs up, they're going to understand that oh, part of life. so understanding. You know, <laughs> when it comes to or, tech stuff, know, I'm like, yep, a, it's happened to me. Yeah, or you have a little head pop up on the side from time to time and, you know, it's, it's just part of, of running a business as a parent. So if, if, if that's part of your life, tell that story and be open and honest and authentic in your content on social media because that's what's going to attract people who... Um, not only know, like, and trust you, but also get and understand where you are in this season of your life and will be happy to work with you regardless of what's going on there. Yeah, it's an interesting concept, though, because, like, it's a question that's been asked for me too. Like, do I feature my kids on my social media or on my business page? Do I give them a digital footprint? And I'm like, Mm. well, that's completely up to you. 100%. Do they do they form part of your target market? Are they kind of in like are you are you relating to your audience because you have a child, mm-hmm. or are you just showing the you know photos of who you are as a as a business owner? Um, yeah, there's a few little things with that that I don't quite feel like I don't feel obligated to say yes or no like it's just personal preference really but I feel like the teachable content on my social media channels all comes from the podcast right so everything else is like a mixture of you know spending time with my family hanging out with friends whoever I'm kind of spending time with at that time like that's kind of forms who I am and I've only just realized coming into 2023 that I need to embody that more Mm -hmm. because it's not all about because I love Canva hey like (laughs) but it's not I can't live there I can't live in Canva you'd like to because you are (laughs) a frustrating designer at heart (laughs) I've just seen your beautiful graphics that you've created you didn't even employ a designer like you've done such a good job so yeah I think maybe you know, once you finish doing the whole travel thing in the next season of your life, maybe you should take up graphic design. <laughs> You're quite good at it. <laughs> Tick, thanks. <laughs> I'll, yeah, um, back to your, sorry, go ahead. I'll put your name on my, um, as my, one of my contacts. On your resume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she can vouch for me. She saw my stuff once. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, um, Look, with having your kids on social media, you're right. It is purely a personal preference. I don't put my kids on there in any way to build their profiles. I, you know, will, maybe it's a funny video. Like I've got one kid that's super coordinated, for example, and the other is not. And there's a series of three videos and it's the coordinated child versus the uncoordinated child. And it's just two, you know, funny things that they've done where one does it perfectly and the other one fully treats them. But you know, it's part it's part of my life. There is a side of me that's like I love laughing and I love making people laugh and 
and you know I think when funny stuff happens as a parent it's it's funny to share that sometimes you know like my kids eyeball story this morning and you know it doesn't mean they need to have their faces on there um again it's entirely up to you but um I, I certainly don't you know I don't go intentionally putting my children on social media it's just if something funny happens or you know something I think my audience will connect with or resonate with or you know or maybe I'm having a really hard day and you know life kind of sucks for a bit and mm. I just need a little bit of lifting up you know you know sometimes telling a story or a video that relates to that is, is fine and at the end of the day if it's authentic and it's actually happening in your life and and you know it's it's only really helping your audience get to know you better and better uh, but if you feel really uncomfortable about having your kids on there or even sharing parts of your life, just don't, just don't do it. Mm. You don't have to do it because you're building a personal brand. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And showing up all the time versus mm. not showing up at all. What are your mm -hmm. thoughts on it? Yes, I need to be better at that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not picking on you. <laughs> Look, I think we're all guilty of it. You know, yeah. like, for example, this morning I put together this whole reel and and I deleted it. Like I spent 15 minutes putting it together and because it wasn't perfect and because I'm a graphic designer and there's this whole side of me that oh, I'm also an ex-gymnast, so there's a very high level of perfectionism and I'm trying to unlearn that. Yes, um, so hard. I can relate. I Yeah, I mean, I put time into doing this reel and then I just thought just not good enough and I deleted it. And then as soon as I did, I just had this like wave of regret, like, oh, first of all you've just wasted 15 minutes second of all who cares if it's not perfect you know mm. and anyway so then I got up and you know um was a mum <laughs> continued <laughs> on with my life <laughs> <laughs> got my kids out the door for school and kindy but you know you're right it, and being consistent is super important I've just taken a really quite a big career break I left my dream job at Canva in January moved my family to Queensland we built a house so we've just moved into that house and you know all of that was a lot like I'm not lying it was a lot there were some very um pretty heavy sad days in there and it might like you might hear that and and sort of think oh you just moved to Queensland you moved into your dream house like what's sad about that oh, but no, no, no. I also it's left I left my family at home yeah. and left all my best friends I left my dream job like my life basically got turned upside down overnight. And so I, I chose to take a bit of a career break. So those of you going to my Instagram account will see a lot of my family and my new house because that's the season of life that I'm in right now. And, um, you know, I'm doing some awesome work with Stu McLaren uh, with his launch at the moment for the membership experience. And um, I'm speaking at your event next week. So things are still happening However, I've, I've, I've chosen to take a period of time to be with my family and move into my dream home. And that's come to an end as of a week or so ago. And now I'm getting right back into things. But for a while and during that period, I felt guilty for not putting Canva-related or brand-related content on my Instagram because I felt like I was letting my audience down. I wasn't teaching anyone anything. I'm watching all the other Canva-verified experts put their 
stuff out there because there's been some awesome releases and then I have this like like guilt and so I'm like mum guilt and business guilt and Instagram guilt (laughs) and you have to you have to kind of get to a point and go enough like enough Mm. you know who cares if I don't put stuff out on on, uh, social Mm. media for this little period of time life will go on you know and as of like basically this week onwards things are starting to ramp up again so I'll get back there so I think it's super important to yes be consistent but also secondly realize and understand if you need a break it's okay like it's totally Mm. okay to take a break from branding social media putting yourself out there and you know and just being kind to yourself I guess well do you know what just from a consumer's standpoint like even just like fellow brands on Instagram for example Mm -hmm. if they're consistent with their you know brand message and um you know sharing tips and tricks and building their thought leadership and their authority online and you know they're quite consistent in it but if they do have a break because you haven't been stimulated by that particular brand in like maybe a week or a couple of weeks and you start thinking, where is that person? <laughs> but you know what? Like I think as a fellow business owner, you can you can read between the lines, mm-hmm. you know, and that it makes even like you don't have to show up all the time to make people think of you. Yes, it's good. And to build that, yes, yes, I'm here. But at the same time, I think of people, I go, oh, that person hasn't posted in a while. I'm going to go send them a little voice note and see how they are or you know maybe they're in this season where you know it's not for online the online world or yeah you know and I've been through very many periods of that like yeah you know a lot of these weeks leading up to this event has kind of been like that for me like Mm -hmm. just the other night I had a bloody migraine and a panic attack and I was in the bottom of my bath having a meltdown and had my seven-year-old help me out you know like it's it's the season but it's not for online, you know, like yeah, we can yeah. talk about it now because it is part of the process. And, you know, I'm, I believe in just, you know, hundred percent transparency because there's people out there that are like, you know what, shit, that's me too. 100%, you know, that was yeah. me. <laughs> what yeah. time did you have your panic attack? I had mine at this time. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe we can plan out together next time, oh, you know, gosh. like, it's, um... <laughs> oh gosh, you know, I, yeah, first of all, I just want to acknowledge the work that you have done to put into this event. It is it is next level. And for those people that are coming along, you are going to be blown away. If you haven't booked your ticket yet, you should definitely do that. Um, but that aside, you know, that takes a toll on you as mm. a mum and, you know, a business owner. And it's because you're running a business and you're still a mum and you're doing all the home things. But you've got this other event that you're planning, you know, and a lot of time and effort goes into that. And, you know, with that also comes problems and issues and other people's thoughts and feelings and their problems and issues, you know. So it's 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 monumental what you've taken on. But um I want to acknowledge that you've done an amazing job and it's gonna be oh, epic and it will be all worth it. And I'm really sorry that you ended up having a panic attack because that's not fun. It's all right. It's- and- <laughs> And probably highlights the need for people to acknowledge that, you know, business is hard, it's damn hard. And when your body gets to a point where it's sending you very strong messages, you know, it's important to listen and take take a break. Mm, <laughs> so, yeah, and, totally. you know, winding back to the social media, whether you tell that story now or later, as you are now, later mm. on, um, I think it doesn't matter if you're not posting business-related content. If, if 
if you're having a holiday or you're taking a break or you're moving to a new house or you're whatever's happening if you're kind of sharing a little story here and there it doesn't need to be the finer details of everything that's going on at least just staying a, a little bit top of mind and not disappearing entirely off off social media so you know like it's yeah, it's, it's important to, I think, coming back to it at the beginning of what we were talking about, being consistent is it doesn't have to be on topic all the time. You can mm. share other parts of your life as well and just stay relevant and consistent that way. So although I'm taking a, um, uh, sorry, I was taking a career break, I was still able to share other aspects of my life and still keep my audience up to date with what was going on. But yeah, you don't have to share the ins and outs of everything right away. It can come as a story later on I guess Mm, but they're still learning from you they're still learning about you yeah and who you are and where your place is in the world Mm -hmm. because I feel like at one point earlier on in the year like I was like okay cool I'm gonna share like weekend vlogs and stuff of me doing what I'm doing and then I was loving that so much that I thought oh how can I ever go back to doing podcasting I could just share lifestyle vlogs all the time I could just go to Coles (laughs) grab a trolley, <laughs> do my weekly shop um, and make a reel out of it. <laughs> yeah, why not? This is fun. This is fun because I'm in this like creative space. But yeah, then you think, okay, well, this is this hurting my brand or um, is this what my brand's about? So you kind of got to, you know, get back on the tracks and realign. But what are the biggest struggles that you see back in small businesses with people kind of not honouring who they're talking to and sometimes like in the Instagram world like I see you know there's particular travel agents out there that have obviously building their businesses but they're sharing such conflicting stuff information maybe they've got like a side business where they're like um, selling makeup or they're you know doing something else but they've got it all mashed up in the one Instagram account yeah what can we share for those people to help them get across that because I feel like it's not only is it hurting their brand their messages aren't clear they don't ever really have a call to action on anything it's just Mm -hmm. it's just posting for posting's sake yeah yeah for sure um look I was a I was a I was guilty for um, an offender years ago yeah like so when when uh, I was a designer, but, you know, and I was running my own little boutique freelance agency, but we ran three gyms, you know, one was a CrossFit gym, one was a big regular gym, one was an over 55 gym. So I've got three separate friends in there. Yeah. I'm a graphic designer, um, you know, and at the time I was also doing some business coaching. I'm, I'm all these things, you know. So when I would ask people, what, what do you think I am known for? They'd be like, oh, you're a... Um, a gym owner or you know at the time I was also doing articles for our local newspaper so they'd see photos of me uh, working out with you know hints and tips that my husband wrote as the head coach of our, our fitness facilities oh so you're a fitness influencer so brand confusion is a real thing and I think people I think you hit the nail on the head people post for posting's sake and I think this is where it's really important to come back to the foundation of and the fundamentals of what your brand is and so if that's you as a human being so take me for example 
you know, I have four or five content pillars. One is Canva, one is branding, one is being a mum, one is being a small business owner and one is just general life, you know. And so I post information, content, um, uh, funny stories, you know, from my family in alignment with those pillars. But at the end of the day, you're getting an insight and a view into my life at the same time as me teaching and coaching you on how to use Canva or how to choose a font or how to choose your brand colors or, you know, something like that. When you start adding a whole other product in there, so say I say we went and opened another gym, for example, and I start going, oh, here's our gym that we're opening. It just gets muddy and confusing mm. as hell. So um, I'd highly recommend that people, first of all, in their business world, look at what is earning you the most money as well as what lights you up. What are you passionate mm. about? What do you want to do? And pick whatever that is and focus on that thing first. And so if you are selling makeup and, and other stuff, you know, as well, perhaps that needs its own Instagram account with a separate brand. So you've really got to dive headfirst into what the fundamentals of your brand are and then start building not only the visual representation side of that, so logos, colours, fonts, imagery, et cetera, but the content side as well. And what what are your main pillars around that content? And just stick to those. It's actually really, very simple. It's like, um, who's your audience? What problems do they have? Uh, what are their pain points? How can your service or product solve that for them? Mm. And who are you and what do you value in your life? And they're the things really that you need to be kind of creating content on and that you should be building the base of your brand around. So mm. If that's one thing, say Canva, branding, graphic design, then you go and add a gym into it or makeup or whatever, then your audience is just deeply confused. <laughs> so mm. you're only doing yourself and them a huge disservice. So, yeah. yeah, I would take things back to basics. Look at what's earning money. What are you passionate about? Um, how can you build a very strong brand and messaging imagery and content around that? one thing and go ahead and do that and then yeah just sprinkle little bits of your own life in on top of that so Mm, yeah well it it brings it brings it into the fact that we are evolving all the time as well so to honor things as they come so if you are picking up a different side hustle and things like Mm -hmm. that and it might just be that thing that's taking your mind off you know if you are in travel and you're thinking okay cool travel's just going ballistic but this excites me like just honor that stage where you're at rather than trying to blend the two because it is confusing and especially if you know you've got to put yourself in the shoes of your consumer as well like if someone's found you if someone's come to you as a referral and they're like cool I'm going to uh, stalk them on social media first which no one ever pretend that that's not a thing because it is a thing I bloody google phone numbers whilst the numbers ringing me on my phone (laughs) 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 and you know it's it's the same thing like that person's ringing or that person's messaged me like say for example LinkedIn if someone's come through on LinkedIn sent me a message I'm like okay who are they I'm looking them up on Insta Mm -hmm. it's like the the digital phone phone book but with faces (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it's pre-stalking your possible uh, connection or audience member. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like you pick up a couple of like a few little things about them, but if you make it so hard for them to learn anything about you, or if it is just confusing, they won't. They won't worry. 
Like they'll mm-hmm. go, no, I can't get a read on this person. Yeah. I don't know what it is that they do. I don't know who they serve. I don't know whether they're the right person for me. And I feel like you can lose them in a matter of seconds when things aren't in alignment. Yeah, 100%. I, you know, you have three seconds when someone lands on your website or looks at your Instagram bio or your LinkedIn profile to to resonate with that person. So, you know, for example, if someone's looking for branding in Canva, they go to my website and they see in that very top section that prime real estate on your website oh, she's an expert in Canva, she can solve my design needs, awesome, I'll get in touch sort of thing. But so many people have wishy-washy crap on their, you know, bios and their, their that top section of their website mm. and they're losing customers, you know, straight away or they're not resonating. And they could be a perfect match, but the messaging, the imagery, the, you know, what it's actually sort of trying to convey and uh, the fact you're trying to solve someone's problem, if that's not there, then you're going to lose them at the end of the day and we don't want to lose people <laughs> especially if it's something that could be helped you know well that's right and it takes a lot of time like think about the time and effort that it's taken to attract that person to actually finally land on your website or go to your social media profile whichever platform that may be like it could have been four or five or six or 17 touch points to actually make them get there. So once they finally get, once they finally get there, don't lose them. <laughs> like, make sure you have messaging that cuts through the noise. Make sure you have imagery that stands out. Or if you're a personal brand, you know, I use the same photo on everything I do because it builds recognition. That photo mm-hmm. needs to be updated shortly. And when it does, it will get changed across everything I do, you know. So it's at, at the end of the day, it's about building uh, trust through repetition of, you know, the same messaging, the same imagery, the same colours, same font, same, you know, same everything. You're same, sol- solving the same problem. And if you have different brands or different products or different services that are conflicting against each other, you can't tell that same story or have the same imagery or you know have the same messaging so therefore the brand is just kind of diluted at the end of the day Mm. hey I feel that honestly in my bones I've got a podcast I've got an online course I've got a you know academy and then I've got a travel business I've got so many things we need to chat more (laughs) (laughs) on that I had a um had a really good chat with a beautiful lady her name's Tessa and the brand is uh enhanced sleep she teaches mums to get their babies and toddlers to sleep you know and we had a chat the other day and she said oh I'm just not I'm not really not feeling it with my my brand identity like you know I'm not really sure what's going on we had a look and actually what she's doing is phenomenal and her content is awesome all she was missing was a strong call to action and a really and, and displaying her lead magnet. So she was putting this amazing content out there and then not telling anybody to do anything with it. And mm-hmm. so what's really important, especially when you have lots of different program services, etc., with your social media, your website, everything, keep your call to action almost the same across everything you do. So it could either be get in touch or download my lead magnet, or click to sign up here, whatever it is. Um, and usually it's your your free offering or, you know, a, a book a call, for example. What, whatever the uh, lowest barrier to entry is, mm-hmm. um, 
pick that and have that across everything that you do. So when you're looking at sort of the journey of a customer, it might start with they've consumed some of your content. Um, you have a strong, strong call to action on everything. So you're leading them to one lead magnet. This is just an example, but uh, call to action, lead magnet, they get on your list and then you start to email them. Not only that, you're emailing them, but they're also starting to see more and more of your content across different platforms. They're starting to get to know, like, and trust you. And then they start to go, well, geez, you really know your stuff. So what else do you have? And then, you know, all of a sudden you're doing a launch for a little mini course or, a, you know, a big signature course or your membership or whatever it is. And you're kind of taking them on that journey. And it's okay to have all of those different products and services because what you do is really all in alignment with mm -hmm. the one thing at the end of the day. Um, but you know, just keeping that customer journey super simple. And if if they're coming in and you've got 15 different lead magnets and then they're getting emails for, you know, three or four different products, they start going, what is it that you do? Like, I don't understand, you know. And I've yeah. seen even huge, big influencers do this. You know, you get their lead magnet and then you go on their nurture list. But then all of a sudden they're doing a product launch for something. And you start getting those emails, but then their content is talking about something else. And it's like, are you launching something or like, what is, what are you selling me? Like, like mm. I get that you can do what you can do, but how can you help me solve my problem that I have today? You know, mm. and it's certainly not going to be in over consuming content and emails, you know, so <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it's just about taking a step back and going, okay, let's really simplify this customer journey. And then at a certain point, you get to kind of a point where you go, all right, where are you in your journey and what do you need help with now? And that's when you can splinter them off into these other areas. And that just comes down to the way you set up your automation and digital marketing and things like that. But, um, yeah, let's not confuse our audience. Yes, <laughs> make place. it simple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's that saying? It's not as wise as the one we were trying to say before, like keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> yeah, keep it simple, stupid. And, and it really is. Like it really, yes. really is. Like you could mm. make it so simple that, the only call to action is download my lead magnet. Well, the only call to action is book a call with me. And that's it. From that then customer touch point on, then you nurture them through the other things. But, you know, um, of course it's that se separately when you are launching something. Of course you're going to talk about that. And, of course, you're going to get them onto webinars and whatever and whatever it is that you're doing in your business at the time. But for the majority of the time, your general content should lead, pe lead people to one place and one place only. And that's why the... Yeah, get my lead magnet, book a call, buy this $7 product, whatever it happens to be. So Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like the travel industry is moving into that digital era now. Mm -hmm. um, I'm so here for it because this is what I am so passionate about. But at the same time, like it's it's a hard thing to get there because our industry is incredibly outdated. Like mm -hmm. we are still doing things that travel agents were doing 30 years ago yeah right and something that came up in a recent um oh well it wasn't recent it was probably over 12 months ago a market research call is mm -hmm. that there was a travel agent in Sydney still doing the mailbox drops so okay. designing yeah. their flyer in Microsoft Word printing it out using their computer ink spending time folding them all and then going out there on the streets and doing the letterbox drop I don't know about you, but when it comes to that overconsumption, whether it's in our emails or in our letterbox, 
it goes to the same place. It goes to the bin. It goes, you just grab it and you just think, okay, go. But see what I'm trying to, you know, highlight is the fact that we don't need to go to those extents anymore. We don't need to open up Microsoft Word and design something. We have Canva. (laughs) Why would you use that product when you have Canva? Hey, hey. (laughs) I used to create all my posters when I was in a retail space. I used to create all of my posters in Microsoft Word. And I used to do a freaking brilliant job. No, that's right. I didn't know any better. Now I do. So while people know better, (laughs) this is where that education piece comes in. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Canvas the one-stop shop, in case you didn't know. Uh, mm-hmm. but then also you don't need to spend so much time, like it's not a good return on investment at the end of the day. Like, how is that a return on investment? You might get one person put it on their fridge until it loses its color. Do you know what's funny about this? I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that kind of contradicts you, so you're probably gonna virtually slap me, but Here's the thing, right? (laughs) Sometimes it's about cutting through the noise and standing out. And I think if I received my mailbox, this awful design thing that was printed off a bubble jet printer, I probably would take a minute to actually look at it because it's so bad compared to everything else. So maybe it's a, you know, maybe it's a strategy that they're like, what's it? You know, whatever it is at the end of the day in this day and age, whether you're sending emails, doing mail um, or, you know, creating social media content, you have to stand out. You have to find a way to cut through the noise, you know. And um, if people are wanting to do stuff in the letterbox, I always suggest doing lumpy mail, like something that that, that isn't in a letter, you know, something that mm-hmm. feels different or looks different or, you know, <laughs> maybe oh, it was the hand-folded microsoft word design thing but but you know um i have to say i get far less mail these days like since we've moved in here i've had um two real estate agent brochures and that's it haven't even received my mail from home yet so you know to actually get something nice in the mailbox and i'm not talking about the microsoft word thing i'm talking you know to actually get something interesting in the mailbox is is uncommon these days um, mainly because it costs a lot of money to do but mm. if you want to stand out send people something cool in the mail like that's really great to do yeah it. yeah yeah you know, no. social media is getting very uh you know it's already overcrowded you know I barely look at my Facebook anymore I used to be obsessed with it and um you know now I only jump on there if it's for a specific reason I think so you know um but yeah so I don't recommend that people use Microsoft Word and print it out in their bubble jet printer, but but certainly find a way that's going to stand out from your competitors for sure. So yeah, yeah. But um, I was thinking too while we're talking about personal branding for travel agents, especially like ones that are working for bigger corporate brands. Um, considering starting to build their personal brand if they haven't done so already is is really important and there's actually no better time than now to do it. So mm-hmm. even if you work for, um, you know, one of the majors, one of the big big agencies, there's no reason why you can't use yourself, your content, your knowledge on your social media platform to inadvertently bring customers to that brand. And you'll have to educate me, Steph, do do travel agents get commissions or you know is there any benefit for bringing customers to a bigger brand 
Yeah. So say, for example, if you work for yourself, so if you're an independent, you know, travel business owner or contractor, you do earn your commissions, but you're, you work on a commission base only. But Mm -hmm. if you do work for a retail store, you generally work for an hourly wage, which is incredibly low Mm -hmm. and it sucks. But at the same time, your incentive is to, you know, make your cost of seat and then whatever you achieve above that is commissionable and then you can earn like an extra cut um, of that commission. So there is like more earning opportunities, but in my experience, like you may have to achieve your cost of seat for you know three months in a row and mm-hmm. then whatever you've um made on top of that will just come through to you as a bonus so okay, cool. sometimes you can't predict what the market's going to be like mm-hmm. and you know anything could happen in that month or whatever like it's and then yeah. it just loses you lose your chance even if you've had two really good months out of three you don't get you don't get your commission if it's not three consecutive months so it's really hit and miss there's no reward for anything that you do in your business other than monetary Mm -hmm. so if you do really good sales so that's the only Mm -hmm. reward is if you do good sales Uh how you get those sales is a completely different story like you could yeah yeah but it's hard like that's just what it's like you know you're yeah and if you've got you know if you're competing against you know sister stores and I mean like stores that are named by owned by the same owner, really close together, maybe in the same town or in the, you know, mm. next suburb over. It's basically like a horse race. Yeah. You know, okay. That person's coming in the lead, you know, this one's, you know, chomping at the bit. Like, oh, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a really uh, toxic culture mm-hmm. because the only thing that they're placing value on is how much money you can bring in the door. Okay. Yes. So when it comes to branding for those particular people mm-hmm. in a retail space, there is so much potential to cut through the noise and be really like, be that icon in your office. Yes, absolutely. So like yeah. she's a social media girl. She's the one that, you know, attracts that, but yes. it's not really, uh, well, yeah, it's, it's never something that's kind of like everyone here needs to be on Instagram and have yeah, their okay. individual thing that they're creating but it's the agents that are actually doing that mm-hmm. that are having good traction because they're being recognized and they're like oh there's that 100%. girl there's yeah. that girl I saw her on Instagram yeah. she's the travel agent that I want to speak to so they'll sit on the lounge in that office and wait for that person to finish up with their string of customers out the door yeah. because that's the person that they've resonated with and if they were to talk to anybody else it would be like um no <laughs> Hundred percent, and not only resonating with them. At the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, I can go book my own travel. But if I have someone that I deeply trust and that I know knows that product inside out, you know, maybe they're the Bali specialist, or maybe they're the Hawaii specialist, and that's what I need right now. I will also sit on a lounge for an hour and a half waiting for the person to become available. Because if that person can get me not only a great deal but I know that my flights are going to be connected my hotel is going to you know my bookings are going to be seamless and I know this because I've seen this person talk about these things on social media I'm going to book with them I'm not going to book with you know anybody else in there you know Mm -hmm. so um building a personal brand regardless of who you work for 
is so important, especially in this day and age, you know, and also to, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this or not, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. But say you work for big corporate business A, right, and you build your personal brand. Oh, sorry, and you, you don't build your personal brand and you lose that job. Then you go and work for big corporate business B. You can't take, I'm imagining contractually, you can't take your customers with you and that sort of thing. However, if you build your own, say, Instagram profile and you are the Hawaii specialist and mm. you lose your job at corporate business A and you go to corporate business B, your audience can follow you yes. because you're not reaching out to them. You're not targeting, sorry, you're not reaching out to them like through corporate emails and things like that, mm-hmm. I mean. But by you educating an audience, they will follow you inadvertently. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's also a really great way to future-proof your career, I guess, as well. And then if you ever went out on your own as well, you've also got that, um, you know, that audience as well. Now, if you are a owner of big corporate business A or B and you're listening to this and you're freaking out that your uh, personal brands within your business are building their personal brands and that one day they might leave you, they might. But, you know, if you're a business owner, uh, especially one of these big corporate brands, you should be encouraging your team to build their personal brands because inadvertently it's going to bring more business to your business. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Being seen in the marketplace for you rather than hiding behind a a logo or brand colors Mm -hmm. or, Mm -hmm. you know, just being branded like everyone else. And the only differentiation is postcode. 100%. I'm here for it. Yeah. And that's coming from a a brand design coach. (laughs) (laughs) But I think also too, travel agents should, and maybe they do, and maybe I'm making an uneducated statement here, but travel agents should specialize in one, two or three things, you know, they should be the go-to person for something particular. It could be luxury cruises, it could be Hawaii, it could be, you know, whatever it is, you know, trips to Kathmandu, whatever it is, um, you know, they say in America with the American accent, the riches are in the niches and it, which for us means niches. So, you know, if you can niche in a specific area and be really good at that and become known for that thing, then you are going to bring in so much money to your business that you're going to be rolling in it. So, you know, so, yeah, I mean, and and building a personal brand and being good at that one thing and going back to what we were talking about in the beginning, building those fundamentals, you know, solving those problems for that customer, you know, you're going to be leagues ahead of anybody else that doesn't bother doing this right now and look if you're looking at other travel agents who are doing this and they've got huge followings and you're thinking oh they're already doing it I'm too late you're not (laughs) you're never too late and the reason is there's no one else like you so they are buying you they are being they are attracted to you and your content and what you're selling so yes you can be a specialist in Hawaii and so can this person over here with 12 million followers but they're not you so you can start building a personal brand today. You can start attracting your audience today. You can also specialize in the billions of people, that, sorry, millions of people that you can, you know, so that's a, there's huge competition out there, but there's no one else like me. No, so, you know, I don't think be afraid of what's, or feel, feeling like you missed the boat and you haven't. So. Mm. Oh, beautiful, wise words. Thanks, Beck. No worries. <laughs> so how can we find you on Instagram? What's your Instagram handle? I am branded by Rebecca Flint on Instagram and Facebook. And my website is RebeccaFlint.com. 
So very easy Beautiful. to remember. Cool. Yes. Well, looking forward to seeing you next week at our event. Yes, can't wait. I look forward to taking you out for a Bella Rosa cocktail at the Tapas Place down the road. <laughs> Very excited. Beautiful. Thank I'm you so much. have two child-free evenings. <laughs> I know. Me too. <laughs> High five. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks so much for having me, Steph. Take care. See you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye.